Welcome back to another deep dive episode, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Nicholas. Over there, we got Lalo. Hey, 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 hey. On the ones and twos, we got Craze. Thank you for producing. Appreciate it. Yes. Ooh, the money. All the time money. And then today's episode, we have a special guest. We have one of my longtime friends. Um, he's a father. He he lifts weights. <laughs> he plays the newest Call of Duties all the time. We got... Uh, also, he just came out with a book not too long ago. His first published book, The Redfoot Murders. And... It's just crazy to think he's done all this and he's only 30. 29. <laughs> Damn, Ladies dude. and gentlemen, Alex Costa. Yo, 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 yo. I was going off Madden, you know, the hell they do the next year. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes sense. 2K. You, you know. <laughs> that's Nick how I refer to people. Is now. a Madden guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do know that. Yeah, that's true. Well, guess what he was just saying, too, while you're out there? He was like, I've, I had a long night. Why do you think he had a long night? Playing COD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, same. <laughs> no same. Came out, so. It's fire. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It wasn't like it was. It was better than I expected. Yeah, for that. sure. Better than what like the past releases for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, also too, the, my favorite. You have one of my favorite gamer tags of all time. Oh yeah. Like, uh, like actually, Lalo, how many gamer tags have you had? Uh, two, two. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. Like his. Well, that was your. Was that your first or no? Uh, it was probably my first. first. Yeah. Tell him. Tell him what it was. It was a smelly man. So, <laughs> so every time. You got, got killed by a smelly man. Smelly, smelly, man. smelly yeah. man. Damn, that's legendary. Very smart. Yeah. That's such a good first one. Like, there's some, like, mine was, like, the captain, and that's just not as cool as a smelly man at all. <laughs> yeah, it just reminds me. Have you seen uh, How how I Met Your Mother? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the captain from mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. Well, like, on... You know what's cool too, like about Call of Duties. Well, actually, kind of sad. Like back then, I missed midnight releases dude. and stuff. Oh, dude, I was just talking to Brian and Terrence. Okay, about, yeah. yeah, two of our friends from high school. I was oh. like, "You guys want to just go to GameStop, anyways? <sighs> like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> we just hang those. out outside." <laughs> dude, they were the best. Like, it was the best of times. Like out there all night with the boys, dude, waiting for the like. You got like free stuff. Like there was raffles to get prizes, yeah, or you play the like legit like. I don't think the act. No, you play the actual yeah. game there too at the GameStop. You, you can play like well, there, tournaments. There was stuff. one at Walmart. I remember oh. it was like I don't remember what, ga- what game it was, but they actually like closed off Walmart, only let people in for this private oh, event to like cool. do the midnight wow. release and and play See? a tournament and stuff in the back. And that's so sick. That's, dude. Yeah. It's that. It's so sad that, that that's anymore. dead. Yeah, it's dead. Yeah. yeah, like I, I, I want the next generation to still have that. Like. Yo, is it doing that? Like there was nothing more legendary like being like the first couple people in line, and then you come out like, yeah. And you hear forever. that person speed off, and then yeah. like, and then you oh, get yeah. grounded like two year, uh, two minutes later yeah. from your parents. <laughs> you well, and then you're ca- you're calling out sick from school <laughs> oh, the next day, one hundred percent, dude. And it's cool when you have the parents like, I understand, son. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. Well, oh, like man. I just well, like after that too, it says, well. At one midnight releasing, we uh, shout out to Little Cedars. Little, uh, I almost said Little Seizures. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's bring it back. Baby. Sorry, Callie. Sorry, Callie. We, we have a joke. Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. But like, I went to Little Caesars, and <laughs> at midnight, we uh, I always got the pizza from the dumpster. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, because they throw out they the throw all the pizza, but there's full nice pizzas. I'm like, I'm eating this. <laughs> I don't know how I'm like shocked at the things you say on a weekly basis. I know. What? Well, okay. But like, it was a uh, shout out to Zach and Chase, you know? <laughs> but yeah. we, they got little, like, we got little Caesars from like at midnight. And I'm like, this is genius. Like, this is free. And then we're going to like drink Code Red Mountain Dew. Oh, damn. I think that was Call of Duty. I think it was the actual, like, I think it was Modern Warfare 3. 
Yeah, that's a good one, dude. Yeah, those are some some good times. It's it's crazy. Well, it, like, it is a bummer that that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Well, what was what's your favorite like game mode on Call of Duty of all time? I've really enjoyed like Warzone. Uh, oh, you did. Recently. Okay. Like that's been what we've been playing for the past couple of years. But like domination, Domin- hardpoint, oh, yeah. like that kind of stuff is is my favorite. Because we were talking about like search and yeah. destroy, and I love like search Ninja Diffuse. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Search is good, but I'm I'm a huge domination guy as well. Dom, like it's just the most fun. Like you like post like seventy kills, just super nasty, top of the leaderboard. Yeah, well, this is gonna make I mean it's super nerdy, but like we, you know, we we were like super hard in it back in like Black Ops Two, and like we play. I mean, that was when we're grinding like ten hours a day. About, uh-huh. Like oh, yeah, and yeah. no one talked to me, and we were playing like the league play, and we were like top of the leaderboards like for trios and and quads and stuff, and yeah, it's crazy to see like. The progression, the progression, and where life's at now. <laughs> nothing to toughen up a kid. Nothing like like a Call of Duty lobby. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I remember I had played like a few games with Brian, and like I just like I had never met someone so filthy at a game before. I was like, oh my god, this kid's nasty, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. Shout out to Notorious BRG. Yes, yeah, for real. <laughs> Talk about a good that's gamer game one tag. Too. Still is gamer tag. It's <sighs> been been there basically since day one. I Has think. he lost his? Does he still play? Yeah. Does he still got it? I played with him last night. <laughs> Yeah, never, he still has it. Well, yeah. like every time, uh, well, I didn't know domination was like the on uh, like, or is it hardcore when you get shot once, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like when Brian was like shooting all these guys when I didn't know he was on hardcore mode, I'm like, how is he this good? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's not missing. How's he just one tapping <laughs> everybody? Just one-tapping yeah, this guy's cheating for sure. Uh, how's just sorry, sorry, we'll get off the call of duty, but after a little bit, but um, well, like how's the maps? On this one, is there any different? Uh, there are a couple good ones, couple that suck as yeah. always. But which one's your favorite so far? Uh man, I don't know. The, I can tell you which one is my least. Favorite. Yeah, okay, that's what. I uh, oh, it's the traffic one, like on the inner pass, the border patrol. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well, that one is crazy. <laughs> I about dude. broke my Xbox in half when I was playing that. It's so nuts. Like we played search on that map, and like it's terrible time because you just get blown up by cars. Oh, it's terrible. Dead. Every single car on the like it's a stretch, the entire map. <laughs> cars and every single one can blow up so people oh, are just really? chucking grenades oh. the whole, whole map and everything's just exploding wow so it's like a legit minefield like yeah basically. no for real well, it's, and it's then terrible does it stay blown up for the like the rest so you yeah, just gotta yeah. be careful so like round one and two are rough and then uh, pass out you could, you'll I go right. see. yeah yeah but that's still. one of the dumbest things just, just to die from an explosion like, like noob tubing mm, remember <laughs> those days one man <laughs> army noob tube yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do. Yeah, some people just don't get it. No, you'll never know. You'll never know. Dude, I had, like, real quick before we move on from Call of Duty, I had, like, the most iconic, like, Call of Duty death. Like, my first game I load in, dude, like, this is going to be awesome. And then, like, from across the map, I got killed with a throwing knife. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) That throwing knife I was like, sick, I'll just turn Uh it off. Yeah. <laughs> the best move though is when that bouncing buddy comes up and you just lay all the way down. Oh, that's like, oh, yeah. legendary move, dude. Bastard. Yeah. Quick reflexes. <laughs> yeah, like getting murdered, like someone's like, just lay down. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Alec, let's talk about this book, man. Okay. You I know so you you wrote in high school. Or you you wrote a lot in high school? Yeah, a bit. So I um Nothing before that either? Or did you like kind of write for your whole life? No, I I feel like towards the end of middle school, I kind of like started dabbling with just writing a bit because okay. like English class was like always my strong suit out of anything. It okay, was, it was always what I did the best. At. Grammar was always pretty good and all that. And so, uh, I'd say like end of middle school into high school, I kind of started writing a book, like handwriting a book oh, and like dope. pages on oh, pages wow. on pages, um, just of whatever. And I just found my mind kind of continuing with building stories and stuff. And so, um. Did that for a while, you know, still did well in high school with that. But then, you know, as everything happens, you just kind of fall away from certain things like yeah. that. So 
got involved with like skateboarding and you know all that <laughs> and stopped writing so much call of duty you know right, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then basically hadn't really written for i don't know what 10 years almost nine nine wow. years something like that and um i was just driving in my car and i remember like specifically where i was at i was listening to just some music and like all of a sudden something in my head clicked and it was like i should write again like i haven't done that in forever it's something wow. i really enjoyed um and so i just like looked up like what's a good writing app that i could kind of what i didn't want to do was like use microsoft word because you're stuck to that one computer at all times okay so if oh, i'm, if I'm bouncing sense. around like wanted to be able to use something that i could universally use on my phone or a laptop or whatever so looked up some apps i found an app that it's called wattpad and you can basically create stories on it and then um, it saves and you can like add new chapters and it, it's a pretty cool app but I basically was able to do it on my phone and then whenever I was at my computer I could do that but if I was only in my car like on a lunch break or something I could write from there um, so yeah I kind of just started and like it, it was really weird process it was yeah. weird how like it just kind of kept coming to me um, and then you know really on and off like I, I have a daughter and you know a full-time job and all that obviously and so um it took about three years of just like on and off writing mm. um and then some editing and, and all of that and then i published it uh april of last year so april 2021 Damn. Damn. yeah that'd be cool is and it's so cool like it's available on amazon like was it was it real to see your book on amazon <laughs> yeah too. yeah it's super weird it, it was a, a very interesting process so i basically uh for those who don't know like you can go kind of two different routes with publishing you can find an actual publisher uh, it costs a ton of money to to go through that route um, unless they just like absolutely love it and they think mm. it's going to be a, you know, hit. Um, but even editing, I mean, it's like five to ten thousand dollars to edit a book. What? Yeah. What so the heck? It's, it's I'm in the wrong. Business. Pretty extensive. Yeah. And so um, you can either go that route or you can self-publish. So Amazon created mm. a self-publishing. Oh, that's sick. Um, it's called KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing. And um, you basically can publish you ba you have to edit yourself or get an editor to do it and then you upload it you upload your um formatting for the book you upload the um the like cover page and all of that and then they uh print directly so somebody that's orders badass. it they just print it so Whoa. you don't have to keep stock and damn that's super they're cool. almost like your drop shipper <laughs> they just it's get you. They're, they're your drop shipper exactly wow. and, so, and it's nice because like a lot of those services take like a massive massive cut and I think they take like 25% or 20%, which isn't bad because it costs a lot to print your own books. Yeah, and considering, so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it worked out well. You know, I had um, one of my long high school buddies and his mom is like a principal. And so I had them do some rough passes on it. I had my wife review it. Okay. Um, and they went through and really did a lot of editing um, for me and really just made all the edits did the formatting, created the cover myself, um, all of that, and then uploaded it. And it's like, we'll let you know within 24 hours if it's a go. And boom, I get an email and it's like, all right, you're 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 published. And wow, here's the link. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Sick. <that's>, cool. <laughs> How is it like writing a book to like having other people put their input on your book? Like, is it hard to say like, oh, that's a good idea? <laughs> like, or Yeah, like it, it was interesting. So I um, obviously like... Well, the funny thing was I, I was kind of nervous about it. Like I wasn't really proud. Like I, I was more reserved with it. And mm. so for, at first, and so I didn't even tell Danielle, my wife, that <laughs> I was writing it until I was like halfway done. <laughs> oh, and damn. I'm like, 
yeah, so I've been writing a book, and she's like, what? <laughs> and almost not like a joke, but like, you're writing a book? Oh, she thought you know I was what? joking. Yeah, yeah, she did. She's like, like what are like you talking about? Sit down in bed, like, oh, yeah, just, I'm writing a book right now. Right. And she's like, I've been married to you for, I don't know, five years at this point. And she's like, I didn't even know you liked to write. And I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> something I, I you know, hadn't done in forever. But um, it was it was good, like, you know, when you trust people to get their feedback. So I, I okay. at that time, I didn't want to necessarily open it up to the public and be like hey i want everyone's feedback but i mm. wanted the feedback of those that i cared about and like and people that i knew uh like are good with grammar and all that you know there's yeah. some people out there it's like eh, I, I wouldn't really take your input all that seriously yeah, yeah. never um, take mine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so it was like it was good like you know i let her read it she was like oh you know this is a really good story base i think you need to do this um like a little more detail and blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like okay yeah cool um and then let one of my friends jake read it and uh you know he's like yeah I, this is amazing but you need to do these things too and so uh that type of feedback doesn't bother me um now that it's been done, I've I've had more trouble than not to get people to give me feedback. Like ah. I'm like, dude, I don't care if it's bad, good, whatever. <laughs> like I want to continue writing. And right. so at this That's point, cool. I want to know what people like, what people don't. Um, it's not like a New York bestseller novel. I never thought it was going to be. I never thought it was going to do anything crazy. Yeah. But I was like, I want to put out a story, see how people react to it, see what the feedback is. And uh, and it's a pretty easy read. It's It's more of a young adult novel. So it's based on like, uh, some high schoolers that kind of get mixed up into, uh, you know, a murder, a string of murders, and mm-hmm. uh, and then they end up helping, you know, solve the case and everything. But, um, but yeah, I'm like, dude, leave me a review, do whatever. I, I don't care. I, I just want to know. <laughs> I don't care if it's terrible. Like, just tell me so that I know some feedback to to work off of. That's nuts, dude. Like, so we've had like talked to like artists and like people in like the music industry about like writer's block and stuff like what are the things like you did to like if you dealt with writer's block like to overcome that yeah no that's that's a good question um i found myself just really secluding myself worked really well so if i was in um you know like a lot of times i I would find myself writing like on a plane or something and so i'd put my noise counseling headphones in and just go to town or my my best place to work was the flying m in nampa like shout okay. out flying I, yeah shout out <laughs> flying m i i would just go order coffee work there for three or four hours um, i mean there were countless times where i i get a lot of paid time off at work and stuff so i would okay. take a whole day just so that i could just go write. and write and i'm like this is my plan you know i'll work out in the morning i'm gonna go write for four hours and then i'll go pick up my daughter and you okay. know, whatever so sick yeah Damn. that's i mean just like like because like uh it's so cool though getting this kind of lane because with the music and like podcasting like just for you to make up a story because like i like music i love that because it's kind of like short stories but you're making a whole damn story yeah (laughs) and like is it is it hard to how does it uh what's the process of like making characters and stuff do you get like inspiration from people that you know personally or do you just like one yeah yeah a little bit so all the characters are loosely based off people that we went to high school with (laughs) you know it's the book starts with the group's graduating from high school so even the beginning scene is uh throwing the papers up at the ceiling (laughs) and you know having all the chaos of of that last day of school and because that's something i went through it was like a fun time yeah um and then yeah it's not that any one character is like oh yeah this is so and so but it was like okay you have the popular people at school you have the the screw ups, you have those type of people that you kind of pick and choose different pieces from and, and start putting the characters together. And then, 
the killers, you know, they, those generally come from serial killer documentaries <laughs> or movies or, or whatnot. So is it um is it kind of like hard say if you wanted to kill off a character, but then like you since you're making your own story, like I don't want this to happen, but like it needs to happen or like any stuff like that. Do you got get super attached to like a certain character as you're writing? Well, it's funny like watching, yeah. like reading the book or like, and then watching the movie, right? And then you're like, God, why did the author just do this? But like, you're, <laughs> you're the, like, you have all the power. So like, how does that work? Like, do you contradict yourself sometimes? A little bit. Um, I didn't find it a ton with what I was doing, but I, I, I'm in the middle, fast forwarding, you know, I'm in the middle of the sequel right now, right? Oh. Writing so I'm finding myself like, do I do this? Because I know like from, from feedback, people were pretty attached to this character uh, or this character. Uh, and so, gasp. Uh, <laughs> so it is like a little, it, it definitely becomes a thought in your head where it's like, do I do this? Is this going to be beneficial? And if it's beneficial yeah. to the story and it needs to happen in my okay. mind to make things go forward, then, you know, at the end of the day, they're fictional characters, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I, I see that a lot. Like I'm in some writers groups on Facebook and stuff and people will post like, I had to kill off my main character or my second main character and like I'm devastated and they're like Whoa. they actually oh, yeah. people cool. get super upset <laughs> about it. So. That would be me for sure if I wrote a book that just like bawling on some writing day. <laughs> no one's dying in my book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never. It's all they, happiness. Yeah, they yeah. die. If you watch you'll never be at the edge of your But seat they always just know nothing. They happens. always come Literally. back. Yeah. Like well like and then this genre what did you want to start with this certain type of genre like uh how did that start too were you uh What's like you feel more comfortable with? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know myself well enough to know I'm not an ooey gooey love story person. And so uh, <laughs> that, that was never on the table. Um, but I, I've always like loved thrillers. Thrillers okay. are my go to, you know, not I some horror, but mainly thriller movies and, okay. and thriller shows. And so um, they've always fascinated me. You know, serial killers have always fascinated me. And so I'm yeah. like, no, so I just kind of started building off of that. And, and it was really weird because I actually, I still have the notes from when I originally started and I was like, uh. okay, this is the plot. This is what I kind of want to happen. And the whole book changed, you know, it was oh, like, whoa. as I'm writing, I'm just finding myself writing different storyline that was complete. Like the end goal is way different than where I had planned on, but mm. I kept some of the bones in the middle and, um yeah it, it was just interesting like i i literally it's it was almost like you're in a trance like you're just going and okay. going and going and going and i'm sure it's like you hear some famous musicians say that too like when they get in the flow and the, yeah, in the just, studio it's like all of a sudden they don't even know but they've made this masterpiece and <laughs> that's so cool and so that's kind of how it felt um but it was definitely yeah the genre that i wanted to be in you know i, I wrote like a horror short story that was kind of fun yeah too. i remember that one. yeah so that was like it was for a short story contest and it was you know like i don't even know 500 words it was like very short but okay. that was fun too so i i could see myself maybe writing a horror in the future but yeah thriller i think is going to be my main niche was it hard to like because you like you said you you found your notes from like the re original like idea for the book was it hard to like to stray from that or like could you kind of like like how like explain that because like i feel like if i was like writing something it'd be very hard for me to like to like stick to this one path the whole way through like that was the mm -hmm. that's the mission that's the goal like and then you just like almost switched it all up you know what i mean like yeah uh i'm normally a very type a personality so i would normally be the same i would yeah. be like this is my script and i gotta stick to it but <laughs> i think I, I wrote it very um generally so it was like you know it wasn't a direct this is gonna happen this is gonna happen but it was more this could happen in chapter one, oh, which okay. then could lead to chapter two. And then I kind of like wrote out a few and then I'd be like, here's where I kind of want it to end. 
but I left the middle kind of blank. So it was okay. like, I, I had a general guideline, but a lot uh-huh. of it, I was just really like, okay, well, let's see what happens as I write and let's see where the story goes. Okay. That's fun. That's sick, actually. Yeah. So you knew your personality and gave yourself an out because you're like, no, exactly. if I if I make it this way, it's going to end this way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, if I if I write it down exactly how I want it, I know I'm going to find it more miserable than not because it doesn't allow yourself to be creative. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's that's the whole thing. You know, I, I have a very regimented nine to five job. So mm-hmm. for me, being able to be creative outside of that was mm-hmm. was very important. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I just I'm so excited for you. <laughs> it's so cool. Like, um, do you see yourself in the future, like after books, do you see yourself like writing screenplays and stuff or trying to make an actual like go like upgrade to like a movie or something? I've thought about it. You know, one of the uh, I got a couple of comments or reviews and, and just feedback from people that said, like, your book read like a movie, which was really that's sick. It was really nice to hear that because like when I'm writing, that's how I, I see things like I'm literally oh. picturing a, a movie p- playing out with these characters. And so uh some people like that. Some people don't. Some people are like, I don't want that type of writing. I want, you know, very detailed, like, you know, it's kind of the, um, some writers get a, a bad rap for their, like, way over explaining the most simplest term. Oh, yeah, but they okay. use, like, 10 different words to explain one thing. And it's like, <laughs> I, I didn't do that. You know, I kept it fairly simple. I added some description and where needed. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think in the future, potentially, uh, that could be a, a cool thing. But I don't know anything about it, so yeah, I would, I would I was, need to learn a lot more. Are you? Who would be like your? And for your book, who would like be a funny, like ideal person to star in your movie? In the movie, like who would be your perfect Ooh, actress or actor? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, and this is because you said though you they're like they're just graduating from high school, so like in that area. But then again, sometimes forty year olds can play. Oh yeah, <laughs> easily. Yeah, sometimes like a twenty eight year old like me can play a forty year old. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Either way, yeah, yeah. I'm fifty. I'm fifty. <laughs> I think it's uh, that's a, such a tough question because yeah. what I see is like. So, have you guys seen the show Riverdale? Yeah. So, yeah. a lot of like the characters in that are how okay. I kind of see these characters, and so I wouldn't want to obviously pull them into anything like that. But, um, but I think it's more of that not like your mainstream, you know, Tom Cruise or something. But <laughs> yeah. it's like some secondary actors, some cool like B B C. Yeah, someone who can make their star in your movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I I haven't really thought about it a whole lot, but it's a good question. Have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Yes. The, yeah, that was also a movie that like I didn't overly love that movie when it came out because it was it was kind of funny and kind of it creepy was, at the same yeah. time. But I found myself remembering a lot from that as I was writing and like just the creepiness of the cabin and it doesn't have any of like the trick you know trick rooms and all that, but. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. Something like that where they weren't like your main A-list celebrities. But. Uh, if you had to pick one of your friends to be the killer in your movie, <laughs> who would you pick? To be the killer? Yeah. Who was it? Oh, I think Brian, actually. Uh, Brian's, the, Brian's the nicest guy ever, but he's my biggest, burliest friend where he's got a big old actually, beard. Actually, he uh, could be like a scary mountain man. Exactly. Like in a, yeah, mm-hmm, and definitely. that's basically what the yeah, killer is like, in this book. He's, he's like kind of like a mountain man okay. with a big beard. And... That makes sense. When I when I first met Brian, like my freshman year, I was like, this is the biggest man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. so big. He's big. For everyone watching, he's like 6'3". I don't know, 250, 260, something like that. You could put down five guy. Yeah. Burgers. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or straight up Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, yeah. Lots of wings. We, Man, we dude. Shout out Buffalo Wild Wings. It's all of our times <laughs> we always go. Like that, 
uh, we before I think it was what was happening. Like we, I did the blazing challenge, but we were all like, uh, I think you and Brian both. Yeah, did we it. both did it. And um, what was the reason too? I think someone was leaving, or like we were just all there at the same time. Like, it might have reunion. been for Collins. Yeah, like, before Colin. his deployment. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think so. And then so, but we have it on YouTube. But like I like legit, it was the first time I ever did blazing challenge. And Brian's already done it once, and he's like, "Don't do it." And I was like, <laughs> "I got to." And then, plus, I love wings. I'm fat. <laughs> so like, I ate I ate these wings, and I I'm like. Very very stubborn because I like once I eat something too and they're like do you want anything else I'm like no so like on the video I'm eating it and then I start like my nose is running into my mouth I'm just like oh. I'm just eating it more I'm just like guys this is great and then after I'm done they're like do you want milk or water I'm like no because I'm like embarrassed I just down. like it's everywhere yeah, yeah but like but miserable. Brian he's like he's looking at me too he's like I told you it sucks but he's just eating it too. <laughs> what's that are you are you going spicy uh i'm like a media i can't do like crazy spicy because i had that that pk chip yeah no Mm -hmm. man i watched that and there's no way no way i'm doing that (laughs) yeah me neither i'm a sissy boy dude when it comes to spicy stuff like that yeah well like hot ones you know like i wonder if you ate something spicy and start writing oh yeah (laughs) like because your mind's all over the place (laughs) like what the new new challenge That'd be cool. Like you, you make a YouTube series, right? And then you could just like eat something and then see if you can make up a short story in that oh, time. That'd be sick, up. dude. That could be, yeah. Well, cause like spicy stories with Alex. Alex. Well, oh, there you go. Oh, that sounds great. Well, great like, Alex has his own YouTube <laughs> channel, but you haven't posted maybe in like a while or YouTube channel. Yeah. YouTube channel. Cause like I haven't posted in like 10 years. I know. <laughs> it's been but, a little over a while. Well, like we have this thing like we're each other's favorite YouTubers, you know, okay. yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, you ever thought about getting back into that? Like with writing, like, like tips and tricks and stuff like that or anything like ideas for youtube a little bit it's it's so hard because i i kind of feel i don't know there's so many other people that are like actually qualified writers you Dude, know okay. this is like while i'm proud of it and I, and I think it is a really cool accomplishment it's mm-hmm. also that i i know i'm not like this amazing all-star writer that's featured in new york times and all of that and so i um I don't know. I, I, I've looked at like, do I do something like that? Do I, uh, you know, I have a, a writing Instagram. I don't post okay. a lot on it, but um, I don't feel I'm at the point yet to where I could be giving tips and tricks and feel comfortable about it. Mm. Um, if my books continue to do well and I write a few more then absolutely, I, I think I'd, I would open that up more. But I think there's there's plenty of actually published writers that get published with <laughs> agencies that, that could be doing that. That's true, too. I I love the idea, though, of you like, you, like not a newcomer, but like you just coming up in the works, like it'd be cool to show you like what like this is how you guys do the Kindle thing on Amazon yeah. and stuff. And like this is the tips and tricks of like. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like, like I could do, yeah. when you're the I mean, Alex still works out a ton, but like when you made like that stinger tank top <laughs> or <laughs> the cutoff thing, like he got like 70,000 views. Oh, but wow. it's just like it's funny. Like it was just like Alex is really good at just showing like the a quick thing of like, this is how you do it. It's not like it's a, a minute video. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that's not like open a car, like a can of tuna. Right. And then someone takes 20 minutes to explain how to do it. Like just get, oh, open it, dude. <laughs> like yeah, I hate people take forever. They like say this whole story. I'm like, just open it, man. <laughs> oh, that's so funny you said that because like, We've been watching these, like, shout to Hagen and Patty and my wife. Like, we've been watching these videos of, like, walking around Tokyo and stuff. So, like, we had, oh, like, we watched yeah. this, like, video was, like, a common, like, apartment tour in Japan or whatever. And, like, this person was taking the longest time to explain, like, the stuff. I'm like, bro, like, I'm just skipping through so I could just exactly. see the rooms and stuff. Yeah, like, so having <laughs> someone who could, like, break stuff, something down efficiently, that's a skill. Yeah. That's my favorite. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Efficiently. I, I mean, just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good idea, though. I mean, because I, I see like in those writing groups, I do have a lot of people that will be like, 
hey, I'm trying to use KDP for the first time. How do I do it? Um, and again, though, okay. there's a lot of other qualified people, though. So that comment section will go like to 300 comments instantly. Fast. Um, but I mean, I think there's still plenty of room. I think YouTube's still one of the most popular platforms. I think there's still plenty of room to do videos like that. Mm. Um, I also think it's significantly harder to get noticed now, though, than mm-hmm. when like you and I were making YouTube videos way <laughs> back in the so day and, and all that. Like, I, I, I think about that a lot. Like looking back, I'm like, man, if we would have stuck with that, like, I there's know. a good chance it was pretty that we, early. <laughs> we'd be pretty popular right now. So. Would be cool too to like have like like insight into your mind like about like the characters and like stuff like if you could like make youtube videos about that guy that would be something like i would tap into for sure like this is my thought process for this character like like i always like enjoyed like about like reading a book like just like making up the story about a character myself you know what i mean like but like to have like the artist himself like explain certain things i feel like that would be super cool to like to tap into as well yeah that's actually a good idea too yeah, like I said, I mean, I think a lot of it probably comes from my own insecurity of just like, <laughs> you know, I, I like I said, I'm proud of it, but it, I don't feel like it's this big, uh, you know, crazy thing. Like crazy I sold, thing. I sold probably like I don't know, a hundred copies, which yeah. is not, I, I'm totally happy with for in oh, my yeah. first book, and that's amazing. And and I know that a lot of people don't read, but they bought it just so that they yeah. would you know support me, and so really great show love. But, but yeah, I mean, a lot of good ideas. Well, like it's just nuts to this, like. Say you wrote a book, yeah. <laughs> Not that, many people that is, say that. Exactly. I mean, yeah, and that's what I have to remind myself is I'm like, that's a big. Okay, yeah, there's big, not. I mean, yes, there's a lot of authors out there, but. I don't know any, you know, or I think <laughs> yeah, that I know really, one. I yeah, know. But not, yeah, like not, I can't tell you any of my friends yeah. besides you. <laughs> we went to school with, uh, shout out Miranda Beeson. Uh, oh, wow. Was, I can't remember what her maiden name was, but she wrote a book and I read that and um but other than that yeah i'm like i, I don't know anybody oh, wow, that's, that's cool that's wrote a book, so. you're the first artist i ever met that wrote a book so that's <laughs> super sick dude sweet first one first one we've had on the podcast as well that's true yeah hey, i'll take it what well, with like um having children like we ever thought about writing a children's book later down in the future oh <laughs> i have actually i've been thinking about that lately because like i'll read i read my daughter a book you know at least a couple times a, a week and i'm like some of these books <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, little, there, there's some great ones don't get me wrong fish. like there's some that like i grew up on that are still popular and that that's awesome but uh there's some where i'm like there's no i as a kid i loved rhyming books right and yeah. like there's books that have zero rhyming in them that oh. i'm like what is this you get closer like where are the damn rhymes at <laughs> but i think it's the hard part with children's book is you have to have a really good illustrator that's that's what uh, makes that's true so, yeah and I could find I could find one, and so I've thought about it. I'm not gonna say never, but you're just putting these big ass words in books. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> just, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> or you go the opposite way and go like a really crappy illustrator, like it's just stick figures. Yeah, yeah. you would probably do well to yeah. be honest. So there's a uh, no. I mean, there's so many like like Jimmy Fallon's wrote a couple kids books now. There's a lot of like big names that oh, are throwing out kids ah. books into the world. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something maybe. I just I have so many other ideas. Like I'm, I'm working on this sequel because people have been asking like crazy and i'm like i know <laughs> it's, so been, cool. it's been a while and so i need to get that out because then i already have like four or five other stories planned out Ooh. that like i want to write but i don't want to start those before finishing this um especially because writing a sequel is a nightmare it, a lot is, of pressure too uh, sequels it's nightmare. terrible <laughs> i i i learned i'm probably not gonna do any, oh. any sequel stories anymore only prequels <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because it, it's it's so it's hard because now I don't I have some you know creative capacity there but I already have a story I have to stick with now I just have oh, to build yeah. off of it 
So I can't really, you know, redevelop the main characters as uh-huh. much and, and a lot of that. So, but it'll be good. I, I'm excited for it. I just, it, I'm only about a third of the way done right now. So nice. I'm trying to get through at least the writing portion by probably end of January and then hopefully publishing by like summer of next year. Do you put like pressure on yourself too? Like when you have to like be done with this book or it's kind of like it'll finish itself when it's time, you know, like, or do you give yourself like a deadline when it has to be done? Uh, so with the first one, I, I gave myself a deadline because I felt my, I found myself dragging my feet. So I was like, okay, I wrote, let's say 75% of it. Mm. And I'm like, there's just a little bit left. There's yeah. like five chapters left. I need to finish. So I was like, I have to finish by this date. Um, and I did. And then I was like, okay, now I need to send it off to have edited and first rounds came back and then I had to make the revisions and then send it off again. And then second rounds came back. And so, you know, cause I was having multiple people read it right. too. So, um, for this one, I need to, I haven't yet, but, um, it's hard. I, I, what I will say too, is when I wrote the first one, I was in the same industry, same job, but I got promoted into a regional capacity. And so now my workload significantly, way way more like it's just a lot more going on and so um i find myself really busy with that too um and okay so but to your point i probably should just <laughs> set a deadline and be like okay i gotta get it done which is why i was, I was saying i'm aiming for the end of of january i just need to actually give myself a date and heck yeah stick to it. how and, far like after your first book was done did you like you know like i need i, I want to do a sequel like um, how much time did you give your spell yourself like time in between so I knew I I knew I needed to within probably a month because people started reading it and the way the first one ends, it ends on a cliffhanger. <gasps> spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but so it ends on a cliffhanger. And so people were pissed in a good way. They were like, good. That's good. what the hell? Like, I need to know what <laughs> you're like receiving hate mail for leaving a cliffhanger. <laughs> Basically, like, like I had <laughs> I had, uh, you know, some people that I worked with that read it. And then like their siblings were reading it. They were like, I have one girl that I worked with that. Her sibling read it, and she actually did a YouTube video review on it, which is cool. Oh, cool! Um, and it was the same comment: like, book was great, but like, why would you leave us hanging like that? Like, that's so hard. And so <laughs> they they want the sequel, and so I knew right away I needed to, but I didn't actually start writing it until probably six, seven months after I published it. So nice. okay, wow. yeah, some, I took some a, time took in a between. Break, mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, then I was like, okay, it's probably time. You know, enough people were still asking, like, how's it coming along? And I'm like. It's coming. <laughs> you know? I'm so deep into it's it right now. Coming, right? So, but yeah, I uh, started that. So now, like I said, about a third of the way through on that. And then um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Is there um, an audio version as well? Ooh. No, uh, I had a couple of people ask for that. It's extremely expensive to oh, get here. to do it. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, what if me and Nick read the book? <laughs> read the there you book. go. Good. I, I don't want my voice. I don't like how my voice sounds on what audio. If we so. did in, what if we did in accents? <laughs> oh. Honestly, cut it. Cut it right out. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> I can't imagine. I'm, we'll the, I'm the killer. Yeah. We'll have the first book with 100 accents. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be, be all good. over the place. Yeah. Uh, for, for someone that's getting into books, too, besides, like, reading your book like what are some other good authors like ones that you enjoy like um so i'm not gonna lie i or you don't i don't read not Um, there you go (laughs) i I wish i did and i i've tried a couple since but it's very hard for my attention spans not interesting unless it's like an extremely captivating book that like sucks me in in the first couple sentences i i found it so hard and so i actually like that was kind of a fun fact is i didn't 
read any book <laughs> since high school <laughs> That's so by the cool. time I wrote this book. That's um, so awesome. And then, and then, like I said, that Miranda Beeson, she wrote a book and I read that just because I wanted to show support for somebody I knew. And, and I was like, oh, cool. It's a completely different type of book. It was more mm-hmm. of a, it's like a biker gang book. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. My wife really likes Colleen Hoover. She's like one of the big popular um, authors right now. She's basically everything she writes gets pushed to the top 10 list. Wow. Um, and she's kind of that same genre. It's like murder mystery, a lot of okay. it, I think, but. Yeah, I, I I couldn't tell you. I don't really <laughs> still don't read all that much. That's awesome. Well, like when you're saying you haven't read books like since high school, and but while you were doing like writing and reading and stuff, but like you were lifting a lot. Yeah. And can we talk about you competing in sure. a show? Like yep. the steps, like the when you when you when you're ready when you were show ready when Alex was show ready, I was like, look at this god. <laughs> it was just crazy, but it was funny. Right before that, we like ate five guys and all that. But like, this the process of bodybuilding. Like, how just like how did you even get into that too? Yeah. So back in so little backstory, you guys kind of know. Like when I was in high school, I was a skater boy. I was really really said skinny. I was like, yeah, I said see you later, boy. Yeah, um, I was like probably a hundred and. 60 pounds and 6'3 so that's like rail thin you know very tall skinny um and I don't know I I just kind of fell into lifting like I I somewhat started uh, stopped skating started playing soccer a little more and I was like okay well I I don't really love how skinny I am like I want to bulk up a little bit and so started lifting a little bit of weights um not anything serious it was more you know going and bench press and curls and that's yeah it. just a base um and then kind of over time uh, I just started falling in love with it more I found like a few youtubers that were like uh bodybuilders at the time that were really um you know athletic looking it wasn't that they were like the mass monster guys mm. there it was Steve Cook you know as one okay, of them yeah he's from Idaho too which was cool but um yeah I mean I, I started from there and then I was like okay I think I'd like to maybe compete some point um but I'm way too skinny I mean even at this point after a couple of years of lifting and eating I was probably up to like 180 so but not all muscle. It was just like I did put on some muscle mass because it wasn't hard when you're literally is a, a twig. But um, and then kind of over time, I, I just kept saying, OK, well, I'll compete next year. Maybe I'll compete next year. And I anybody that does lift weights knows you're never really happy with how you look like you always have some type of body dysmorphia. And so I just kept pushing off and I was finally like, OK, I'm going to do it. I don't care what I look like, honestly, and I'm going to hire a coach. And so found a local coach. Um went through the process with him and not to his fault, but he had a lot of other better competitors, like people that actually stood a chance. And I knew like at six, three and I was competing at like 175 pounds. That's not going to go anywhere ever. Like I being that that tall in bodybuilding doesn't really work. So I was like, you know, I don't really care. Like all the pro bodybuilders are like five, 10 and under. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Which is so funny seeing like Sylvester Stallone even too. Like, this rib Arnold's oh actually Arnold's six two. He's like yeah. the outlier, but most of the action Exactly. Like, there's a couple. I mean, there's a guy named Jamie Joe Hall in the UK that's six five and oh, he's wow. like three thirty on stage. <laughs> so there there are a few genetic freaks, but for me I knew like it my body type is very hard for me to put on muscle. It, mm. you know, it, it just wasn't in the cards for me, but I wanted to give it a shot and prove that I could do it. So went through it. My first showing was horrible. Like absolutely horrible and it was i wasn't really agreeing with the coach's perspective you know the day of the show he's like i want you to eat all of this like two hours before on stage and i'm like 
dude, that's going to bloat me like crazy. Like I know my body and and I know I'm not lean enough. Like if you're really lean, you can feed up like that and it makes you look better. Mm. When you have body fat on you though, it doesn't really help that much. And, and depending on the kind of food, it bloats your stomach. And, um, but he was so busy with his other competitors. He was like, that's the plan, do it, you know, and go on. And so I was like, okay, cool. And again, not anything against them. They're, they're great people, the, the coach and everything, but um yeah anyways showing was just not good um i was happy to get on stage and that was fun (laughs) like it was cool to be able to do it and i I thought i was going to be nervous and i wasn't but i wasn't really happy with it so i was like okay i'm going to compete again um and i think so i think my first show is in november and i was like the next show's in june there's two shows a year in boise here and i was like i think i'll compete again in june um and i'm going to coach myself you know i know enough about my body i know enough about nutrition I'll, i'll try to do it so um, so I did it and, you know, put on a little bit of muscle in between and then dieted down for, for the next show. And yeah, that's the one that, you know, yeah. I met up with Nick for lunch after pre-judging and like, so they do a pre-judging in the morning where you go on and you kind of, all the judges pre-score everyone. And then the finals is more for the family. So like you, all the crowd oh, okay. comes in and, and they still score you a little, <laughs> but not a lot changes from morning to night. So. So it kind of like not gets decided, but in that morning, it's kind of like you kind of know who. Kind of, yeah. Interesting. Especially in like competitive pro bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Most the time they know they're at least their top five right away from that prejudging. Whoa. Um, and then the the finals, you know, people can make some differences when you have that much muscle. Like you can dry up a little from water and all that. And so um, so then they, they could make some changes. But for us, it was like, okay, cool. You know, I, I think – uh, prejudging was like it was really quick They're, they have you on and off the stage in like 20 seconds or something oh geez uh, and so i was like okay cool well i did it i feel better with how i looked um wasn't perfect i wasn't as lean as i could be but i also knew uh you know that it was significantly better than my first showing so um went to lunch came back to the finals all that and then that time i actually had a sense of like okay cool i did it i did this myself you know i dieted down 30 pounds you know something like that and and i did that all on my own my own you know nobody holding my hand nobody saying go to the gym go do cardio like it was i knew what my schedule was i knew what my meals were i knew how i was supposed to eat i knew how long my workouts were supposed to be all that Um, and did it all yourself yeah and did it all myself and so it was it was cool like i definitely recommend people get coaches but for me where it was like okay i know this isn't going to be a long-term professional like i i'm not going to go pro in this division unless i hop on a ton of steroids maybe but but i knew that that probably wasn't (laughs) in the cards for me um and so yeah so it it was cool it was a lot of fun i I love it i still lift um i've thought about competing again um just to it definitely i'm sure you guys can attest like as you get older it's harder and harder to stay in shape and once you have a family it's even harder and so (laughs) i've i've had a lot of trouble like I can lose a few pounds, but then I just kind of sit there and I'm like, okay, I don't have the motivation to get like really lean again. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've thought about, do I do it? Like just to say, I'm going to do it. Um, And to be determined. Well, like that's just, it's like, that's some balls just to go on stage and just flex in front of people. (laughs) I can imagine that. Yeah. Like what's like, what is like the day before and like the day of like a comp, like competition? Like what's that like? Like, are you like, like not eating a lot or like drinking a lot or is it kind of like a normal type of day? Um, yeah. So it varied because of, so as you get leaner, as your body fat comes off, your metabolism kicks in a little more. So you can actually usually eat more the closer you are to a show, not like binging and eating a bunch of crap, but like I was able to maintain 
I think I was eating 350 grams of carbs a day still, mm. um, like 250 grams of protein, 60 Jeez. grams of fat. So like that's, I don't know the math, but you know, 3000 calories, let's say, which for most people that's bulking food, you know, but for mm-hmm. me, I'm, I'm very tall. I was, my metabolism was <laughs> on fire. So, um, I didn't have to really cut any food, but, uh, you do cut out some water like a little bit. Um, I basically the day before, so the week of, they call it peak week, um, so the start of peak week and most of prep, I was having two gallons of water a day. Um, <laughs> and then as you hit peak week, you start tapering that. So then it was like down to, you know, a gallon and a half by, let's say, like Tuesday. And then you're at a gallon like Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday. It's like half gallon or sorry, Thursday, it's half gallon. Friday, it's more like some sips and like not as much. And then day of show, it's like literally only sips if you absolutely need ice, you get ice chips <laughs> basically yeah so it was yeah crazy experience i mean it, it's a lot of fun and it was really cool to be backstage with like all these like-minded people that have put themselves through hell for you know okay 16 weeks probably 12 to 16 weeks and it's a journey on that it is there. yeah and so it was really cool like even and you're just looking around and you're like man everybody's looks so good like all these people all the guys girls everybody they're just like out of their mind super jacked jacked lean like you know the guy that one of well i didn't place well at either of my shows again not i kind of expected that but one of the kids uh my second show he was 19 years old and he looked like he could be competing with the pros Whoa, like wow. he was he had the genetics for it he might have been on something i don't know but like he was <laughs> I'm like looking at him. I'm like, this dude's in my class. <laughs> like what? It's because they, they go based on height, not weight in the class. Oh, I okay. Oh, wow. And so, you know, a couple of the other guys were more skinny like me because I, I still, I mean, I even that show, I think I competed at like 180. Um, so I, that's very, very light for a two or a six foot three guy. Um, most six foot three guys, if they were competing in like the pros would step on stage at like. 230 Jeez, so you're like, oh yeah way bigger <laughs> yeah so, so like 50 bigger. pounds of muscle so let's get you on something get you competing, dude. <laughs> exactly yeah. look, look underneath the chair <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was yeah. it was a cool experience it's it's something like i said I, I i would potentially do it again um but i think it's also like it required a lot of dedication and and a lot of things have to be pushed to the side for it and mm-hmm. i don't I'm not going to obviously push aside family or, and I can't push aside my job necessarily. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Like I work a corporate job that have a lot of meetings and so can't necessarily wheel my meals in <laughs> if I'm having a meeting with. Yeah. Sorry with guys. Someone. I got to yeah. scarf this and down I mean, very the, quickly. The top pros, they do that. Like a lot of them still work corporate jobs yeah. and they'll literally be like, yeah, I just bring my meals into the conference room and they're just sitting there piling in food. And I'm like, but when you make money off of it, you could probably justify That's true. it. <laughs> right, yeah, because, like, fire me. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, look, I, it's like YouTubing. You know, you you feel more comfortable if you actually have a presence actually, in yeah, an audience. Yeah, Because you're like, hey, people watch my stuff. Or or I'm making, you know, there's people that make millions of dollars off of it. All you have mm-hmm. to say if somebody looks at you is, I don't care. Like, yeah, I, make, exactly. I make way more money than you do. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is my part-time job. Exactly. Uh, is your full-time job. Yeah. Uh, well, I just love, love about you and, like, crazy like if you guys you have like a goal and like i'm just gonna do it and just see what happens yeah like, to step on stage or just write a book like that's just like it's nuts yeah, yeah it's intense i appreciate <laughs> it i think that's i i like you know I, i've done a lot i'm 29 i i have done a lot of different experiences <laughs> yeah. you know i i love to travel like me and my wife got the travel bug when my daughter or when my wife was pregnant um so I've done a lot of really cool stuff that i'm super grateful for and i'm just gonna continue like yeah anything that comes up i'm 
I'm game. Game to try anything. So uh, if you have to, you have to drop one. But if it's traveling, fitness, and writing, oh, that's miserable. And you have to only keep two. Let's go. Oh, these are these are the hard hitting questions. <laughs> that is a hard question. That's really hard. Uh, I'll drop you. Fitness, Can I guess fitness altogether or fitness, just weightlifting? Kind of fitness health. altogether. Oof. I mean, that impacts your life. I know your health. <laughs> um. Man, I'd probably have to go writing. Yeah. Which Damn. sucks. This yeah. isn't a way, though. I, I, broke I only heart. understand, though, because it's like the newest. It is, yeah. Because but... I, I, I went so long without it. Yeah. Well, traveling to an extent, too. But now, like, once you travel and, like, get the different experiences of the world, it's it's unlike anything. Uh, but, yeah, I'd probably have to What is your right. favorite place you've traveled to? Uh, Barcelona, Spain. Ooh, Barcelona. Yeah, I've been there twice, and I would go back. I honestly, you go there all the time. <laughs> I, I told my wife, I said, if we, you know, when we first went, she was like six months pregnant. And I was like, if if you weren't pregnant, we would be moving here. I'm not kidding. Dang, yeah. that that impactful. <laughs> yeah. What what do you just love about it? It's just it's so cool. Europe in general. So I've been to a few different European countries, and they, the pace of life over there is just mm. so much slower, and like everybody. I don't know. I didn't have any bad experiences there. Like, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. Actually, we were in um, Portugal and I went with Colin and his wife. Mm. So we met uh, Colin and his wife lived in the UK. They were stationed there for the military and they were like, hey, we want people to come and see us. Like, <laughs> if you come over here, we'll travel with you guys and we'll even book everything. You just, you know, pay us after the fact. And we're like, OK, cool. Um, so one night we were in portugal and we were like uh my wife had to do some zoom interview thing um and so we were back at the airbnb and we're like well it's kind of late like it was probably like 8 30 and we're like should we just call it a night and we're like well why don't we like get some wine and just kind of hang out and so me and colin were like okay we'll go see if we can find a store that sells wine we're walking down the streets and like it's in lisbon portugal which is really great old city streets are really narrow um and we're walking and we're like man, where are we going to find a store? We're like, it's dark out. We don't know much yeah. about the place. And there's this little shop on the side. It kind of looks like a deli, but they have wine bottles in the window. And we're mm. like, oh, cool. It start. looks like they sell wine. So we walk up in there and there's like, I don't know, five or six gentlemen that are like in their 50s watching soccer. Oh. Um, and they're like cheering and all that. And then there's a guy behind the counter and he, they're all talking Portuguese to each other. And we like walk in. And everything just stops. <laughs> and we like, look, and I'm not kidding. This sounds like out of a movie or something. The guy, uh, there's a guy by the door. He closes the door behind us. Oh, whoa. And I'm like, oh, what did we just get ourselves into? And uh, the guy's like, the guy behind the counter is like, are you Americans? You know, we uh-huh. look American. And we're like, yeah. And then he starts speaking English. And he's like, oh, what can I do for you? Oh, God, and we're that's like, so awkward. We're like, we're looking for some wine and we saw that you had some in the window and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want? Red, white? And we're like, uh, can we do like one of each? Like, what do you, I don't, and he's like, do you have a preference? This is a super nice guy. Goes down into the basement, comes back up with two bottles of wine. All the guys start going back to their stuff. They ring us out. Weird. It's like $6 for these two bottles of wine. Uh, let's go. And then they open the door and we leave. And I'm like, like, hardcore fans are like, oh, wait, we got to calm yeah, down real quick. Like, we, we thought we were going to die, but no, oh, they were yeah. just creepy. They were just pausing because they were, you know, strangers walked in. But the door getting shut behind you, yeah. like, had to like trigger that flight or flight so fast. Then you hear dude. that background. Totally. 
Yeah. <laughs> so awkward. I might have thrown myself to the window and just kept running. Yeah. You know, no, I, 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 got, I didn't park my car here. My bad. It was crazy. But it was not. I mean, like that type of thing. That was one of the really cool experiences. It was like just how friendly they were. And like some of the guys started kind of talking to us in in English. And uh, most of the people in the bigger cities, they, they all speak English. So it, it was a lot of fun. Barcelona was the same. Everybody's like. And you checked out the stadium. Curious. Uh, or Barcelona? Yeah. Oh yeah, we yeah. went to a game there. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So we sorry, another story. Yeah, no, uh, we, I'll keep going. We were in uh in Barcelona and we were having dinner. It was probably like I don't know, let's say five o'clock because we're having dinner in Sangria and uh <laughs> I see people walking around with Barcelona jerseys on and I'm like, Okay, yeah, that's pretty normal. And then I see a bunch of people wearing um it was actually a Portuguese team, I think, at the time. They were wearing Portuguese jerseys, and I'm like Okay, interesting. Like that's kind of risky in this part. They're kind of rivals, and and then we just see more and more and more, and they're kind of walking this way. And I'm like, okay. So we look it up. Sure enough, there's a game that night we didn't even know about in oh, Barcelona. Dope. Started in two hours, and I'm like, let's just look at tickets. I'm sure they're going to be insane. <laughs> like, let's just look. We look it up, and I think we paid thirty five dollars a person. Wow. And we were like in the end zone, like in the wow. Level. And that's like a premier team. It, the, they the were team. the best. Messi yeah. was Messi played Messi, that night. Wow! Like, they, it was the the all star team of Barcelona. Wow. They had they had all all their key <laughs> all players. the stars. Yeah, and it's for like you said thirty five dollars on it. Oh, it was insane. that'd be like what three hundred fifty bucks easily here. Oh, if for it sure. Was like a, oh. a like a, the Warriors. They're basically the Warriors. Well, I the Sounders. I just looked up tickets. I, I was gonna look at going to a Sounders Real Salt Lake game, and they were. Four hundred dollars or something. It was like <laughs> that's not that so stupid. But oh, yeah, you like sent is. an email to them like you guys are so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I but saw it, Messi for thirty five dollars. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm yeah, saying. It was crazy. So we literally, and I mean, my wife's not a soccer fan. Colin, his wife, they're not soccer fans, but they were like, "Oh, this is Barcelona." Like we even know that Barcelona is Barcelona. Yeah, like, you like, yeah, yeah. Go and Camp Now is their stadium. It's you know one of the nicest stadiums in the, in world. the world. Yeah. And they were like. Let's do it. Like absolutely. We could we have time. We went back to the Airbnb, changed, went over there. That's so bad. And it was it was a blur, but it was so cool. Like <laughs> I have pictures of it still where we're just like the crowd was going nuts, you know, oh. and especially Messi didn't play the first half or so. And then he comes out and I mean everyone just, just exploded. goes crazy. So. That's so badass. Yeah. Like other like Japanese baseball game and just like European soccer. I just wanted to go to one of those games. Yeah. Because like just I can't imagine the fans. Yeah. I don't think I could be in like a ravaged crowd like that. That make make me do like something crazy. Dude. Well, like have you I mean it's not don't no, no different than a mosh pit. Yeah, I mean being like a crazy crowd, I might like shave my beard in the middle of the crowd. I don't know, like take my shirt off. Who knows, dude? Some rage yeah, some crowds can be some like well, crazy. The European soccer teams, they they're nuts. Like uh, mm. or especially like the UK oh. teams. Um like Barcelona and stuff. It was Fairly tame. And I think it's because they won. I think if they lost, there probably would have been some more <laughs> chaos. Rowdy. But it, it was pretty tame. Um, but I've seen, like, we were in London for something. And it was, yeah, I mean, like, fans go crazy over there. And especially because, like, oh. in, let's say, London itself, I don't know the exact number, but they have, like, three or four teams in, that they play in London. Wow. They all have their own stadiums and they all have their own fan bases. And it's like, if you like this fan base, you're this type of person. If you like, oh, okay. or if you like this team, you know, don't you come over here either. Basically. <laughs> so it, it can get crazy. Um, there's a, a really good docu-series that just came out uh, called Welcome to Wrexham. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I was watching a little bit. It was actually pretty sick. Dude. So Ryan Reynolds and Rob oh, that's Oh, that's their documentary? Yeah. Oh, I a, thought it was a movie or TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's an 18-episode docu-series. And they Jeez. basically, they, st- they picked up the camera the day they decided they wanted to buy the football team. And Whoa. so 
they um they have it from start to finish of we want to buy it let's see if this town will even allow us to buy it um here's why we want to buy it they go through the whole thing the the business side of things mm-hmm. and then uh they want to promote so basically this league uh this team in wales has the oldest stadium in uh all of english football okay um and they want to promote them they're in the bottom league and they've been there for i don't know 40 some years and there's like all these different leagues to get up and then the premier league and stuff is at the top that's where like barcelona and everyone is so they're like we want to promote them and we're also going to make a ton of money if this happens uh so the whole season is basically there's only one season so far but it it basically goes from that point when they bought it in 2020 and oh wow they bought it that long ago and then the end of the season was just a couple months ago. So they a lot of they it did was that like, whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's super, it, it's super it well done too. It's done really nice. It's, done it's really super nice. cool. Yeah. Is that on Apple TV? Uh, it's on Hulu. Hulu? Okay. So yeah, they, man, to yeah. It, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it, even if you're not, I, you probably need to be somewhat of a soccer fan to enjoy it, but it, it was just a really good backstory about like the community of this team. And in England and everywhere in Europe, like so different being a soccer football oh, fan yeah. than it is anything here. Even even our diehard football fans here, like actual American football, aren't compared to them. Like a like, Raiders fan compared to <laughs> yeah. freaking Manchester United. Yeah, it's yeah. not the same. They like bleed <laughs> they soccer. Bleed they love their team uh, so much. It's everything. Like this town in Wales, I mean, they shut down the town. See, I want to live in a town for like the game. Me like, too, real bad. Everything stops when they're playing at at home and except for like the restaurants and bars around the pubs yeah Yeah, that's so badass it it is it's such a cool experience and that's one of my favorite things i'm a big soccer fan so being in europe and seeing that that was one of the things i really like too is like everywhere you go you just see kids kicking around soccer balls (sighs) in the streets and in the parks and I don't know. That's just, their sport. Fun. Yeah. Did you ever grab a soccer ball from a kid and like show them up? Dude? Yeah. No. I always <laughs> fall, on my, fall on my face. <laughs> you fall? I know. They're probably better than you. Oh, 100%. There. They play all the time. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look at this American. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, was it crazy? Like, how tall is Messi? He's like five. Oh, he's short. Like five, six, five, seven, probably. He's the best ever. Yeah. And I, I just picture those seeing him on the field, like seeing like how tiny, not tiny, but just compared he is to the other players. Oh, he, I mean, that, when he came out, like, you know, it's him because. <laughs> That's so crazy. Even though it's far away, like you can just tell how much shorter he is than everyone. <laughs> ah, but yeah, well, if it wasn't Barcelona, like, what would be like the next place, you, your next destination you want to travel to? Uh, so we really want to go to our next place. We're going to try to go to next year is Greece. Um, we went to Rome, and Rome was cool, but it's very touristy. Um, mm. So we want to go to um, like Tuscany or um, a couple of different smaller Italian towns. Uh, my wife's great grandparents lived in Italy for like. 10 years or something oh, wow. so Damn. they they have a lot of good like recommendations to go over there but yeah uh probably those we we've been doing mexico a few times recently and that's been a lot of fun just like nicer relaxation vacation but mm-hmm. uh my end all be all goal would be the maldives um, Whoa. but it's way too it's so expensive <laughs> it's like a minimum ten thousand dollar trip to go over there Shoo! and I'm like, eh, I, I don't think. I like twenty spend. years. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Some more books. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get up there. Wait for this. This. Uh, yeah, your book career to pop off, dude. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if if my next one pops off, then maybe. <laughs> and that's my favorite culture too. Is a, a good pub. I like it way more than oh, a yeah. bar. Just, I well, go we, to the pub. and we when we went to uh, so Colin and Irene were stationed in uh, Cambridge, so like Cambridge University. Oh, um, okay. Oh, wow. but they were like right outside Cambridge, and so we went to a pub in Cambridge, and like 
had the actual experience of it and everything. It was, it was pretty cool. And that's amazing, dude. <laughs> we don't have anything like that. Like I know here, that's like a, a team bar. You know what I mean? Like we that just doesn't exist. You like, got like the Boise State bars and stuff. Uh-huh. Got, like, suds. That's it. I just shut out suds. That, that's the hard part. I, I want us to continue to grow from that perspective. Like yeah. I want to get some sports teams in. I want to get. They were talking about building a nice soccer stadium for yeah, Wilder, seriously. And then they were like, "No, we're not gonna do it." And I'm like, "Man, come on, we need." Something, something like that yeah and you have the land like put it out right between us and mountain home like oh 100 plenty of land to put a really nice stadium out there something that crazy will travel to and because like that's what i'm super envious of with the bigger cities like i would never want to live in seattle but the the support that the sounders have over there and, yo it's crazy and the, the sounders games are nuts Portland. yeah and yeah. like even in salt lake like real salt lake like it, we don't have anything like that we have boise state and that's why yeah. everyone like all these newcomers are like why is cool. everyone so obsessed with Boise State? Yeah, like, it's like, all cool. we have, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If we got any type of like professional like Ooh. team out here, like the Idahoans would buy into it so hard. Oh, like, so we would we would have that sports bar where we would all go to watch whatever game if we weren't at the stadium. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's time. It is. <laughs> it's yeah. Time. It, it if really someone's is. listening that has a possibility <laughs> to do that, make it happen. Yeah. Do you guys have a couple billion dollars we can put together? Um, <laughs> look underneath your chair. <laughs> Well, maybe we could start small, like do pickleball. Oh, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Full national uh, state team. Build a full stadium for the small court. <laughs> yeah, the size small, of the that'd room. be hilarious. Hundred thousand, like at the very top with like <laughs> yeah, binoculars, the tiniest like, court. Oh. I guess that's like the, and then the, of course, like being a, it would be weird living in a tourist city because you're like, how many natives are actually here and stuff. But like, no matter what, I think it's just the best to have economy boost and all that, just to have a team. Yeah, yeah, I think it it, it definitely pays. Except off, for though. what sport would be the best here? It has to be baseball or Well, they did. Football. So when they were looking to build that stadium, they did like a survey. I don't know how many people they oh, surveyed, okay. but soccer actually, actually won out interesting. Um, on that. I mean, I think football probably still would be up there, obviously, yeah. because you, it's such a widespread sport that everyone mm-hmm. loves. But I just sadly, an NFL team in Idaho just doesn't sound right yet. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But I oh. think, I mean, even if we get like a minor leagues, yeah. you know, something that. Well, I missed the stampede. Yeah. That, got taken away uh, from us exactly and it's, yeah we're going in the wrong direction <laughs> i know we got the boise burn got robbed from us too yeah so yeah, all I we think, got is the steelheads dude That's yeah, all at least we got, we got the steelheads mm-hmm. and we have i mean we have some really good like soccer talent around here like mm-hmm. so i think if if they were to do that like it, it would probably do pretty well and it, the thing i like too is it gives the sport a bigger fan base like a lot of people like you were saying like people from idaho are going to support that even if they're not necessarily the biggest fan they're going to uh, go they're going to start they would to pack the love. stadiums exactly. yeah because they're going to take pride we take pride in what we have around 100 so it's uh you know i, I think we just picture it now i know <laughs> that's all we're going to be able to do forever <laughs> well we got i mean like we thought we'd never see it in and out and then we finally have that's true stuff. and we got top, top golf, golf coming, coming and stuff so we're growing but we it's can, it's just about 30 years away. <laughs> exactly. That's why I feel like we, we I always feel like Idaho's 30 years behind all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I say like, so I do apartment rentals and like I, we do, we're, I always tell people we're like 20 years behind Seattle and like Portland <sighs> and like these big markets, even from a comparison level of like amenities on apartments and buildings and all Interesting. that. So we're definitely in the same spot with. And that know, just comes with like tourism and stuff too just not people not coming here yeah but they're growing pretty fast but the only shitty part is this rent goes up i know <laughs> that's it yeah it's crazy uh, yeah uh, that's like you're talking like our minutes being behind like they're years behind but the prices where we live is not behind no they they literally we caught up in in a year like to what these other big markets are charging and so 
it's it's nuts it's yeah i i'm i have mixed feelings on it because i'm in that industry and you know i we have investors that we our job is to make them money but at the same time it sucks because i'm a native <laughs> yeah. Idaho. Yeah, yeah and i last thing i want to do is keep pushing rents and force people out of something that they're not able to afford oh. hey, what, what, what are we at on time we're good. All right. Well, shoot, man. Alex, I appreciate you coming, man. Yeah. Thanks. For I can't me. like that. I'm just. It's. It's kind of surreal to have you on a podcast too, because just known you forever. <laughs> just like I. This is a quick story. It's just funny. The first time we met, I was like, we were not friends yet, but in like sophomore year, I was like, Alex. It was like it was weird. I was like, Alex, do you want to come over and like watch a movie or something? <laughs> I don't know if I was hitting on him or something. I was like, I hope you because like he came over. I'm like, do you want to watch like Chucky? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, do you want me like get you some water or dinner and stuff? But it was funny though because it was like, what am I doing? Like, I just need to hang out with them. I just like invite them over. Like, gonna... on, like, yeah, I'm like, ah, oh. uh, I'm like, I have to do this. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> but like, I thought it was funny. But then we've been best yeah, friends since. We've like, been great yeah. friends. Yeah, we've been through a lot, and it's it's yeah, yeah. I still consider, even though we don't talk all the time. It's yeah, like I just we know have the craziest one the memory. Friends, one time, yeah. I accidentally left him in a red foo uh, costume on accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah. We, I locked we myself went, out of my own lock, car. Yeah, he locked us out of our car and downtown Boise and we needed to get back to Nampa. It's, and it was freezing. Ass. It was like late October. He's only in his red foo outfit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry, Alex. So you had to wait for my dad to pick me up <laughs> an hour and a half later. Such so. a Pacheco move if yes, I ever heard it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It Make sure to go get Alex's cold. book and like support him and like i hope more success for you all the time yeah thanks you can check me out on instagram alexander costa writing um like i said i don't post a lot on there but it has the link to the book in the description anywhere else to follow you too uh no that's really you got it all right (laughs) well thank you guys another deep dive episode cool peace